we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 30th, 2019. Continuing with where we left off, scientists shocked that gender-bending chemicals in our food are 44 times higher than thought. People have speculated that the wave, the increase in transgenderism, gender dysphoria, is due to rapid onset gender dysphoria. But it could be due to gender-bending chemicals in bottled water, bottled water, and other drinking water. In 2018, we saw this story from the New York Post. Teen hormones being altered by gender-bending chemicals. Now, I pulled up this old story because it's important context to a new story. It turns out humans are being exposed to 44 times more infertility-causing, cancer-linked, gender-bending chemicals than first thought. Could it be that young men and women in, in, in our countries, in the West, in the world, are being exposed to leak uh, chemicals that leach from bottled water and otherwise, disrupting, disrupting their hormones and then making them gender dysphoric. That may be the case. So I'll, I'll read a little bit of this first story so you understand what these chemicals are and what they do. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think they're, yeah, they're BPAs. And then I'll read about how... Now, the chemicals he's referring to in the BPAs are, are really xenoestrogens, the BPA. Whereas before what I was talking about with precocious puberty, when they first really started this stuff, um, a lot of it was just the steroids and the meat. But now they've really focused in on the xenoestrogens, which will produce a much more feminized ultimate male, which is what they would rather have. And so a lot of this is about feminizing the men. The xenoestrogens, the xenoestrogens in the BPA is also uh, highly cancer-causing, and, uh, and it just it totally um, messes up your whole endocrine system, which is all your glands in the body, the adrenals and the thyroid and those types of things. Any gland that you have, they're endocrine disruptors. And they're doing it by design on purpose uh, to mess up both the hormonal systems in women and in men and to produce a very, very feminized um, male population. Our exposure to them exceed the FDA's safe levels by as much as 44-fold. I will also mention, I don't drink tap water. I drink filtered water. Four out of every five... Uh, if, you're, if you're drinking filtered water, you better have a fluoride filter on whatever you're filtering because a, a normal filter will not remove fluoride. And fluoride is one of the most evil, wicked ingredients that you're dealing with in normal tap water. ...teens have their hormones upset by gender-bending chemicals found in plastics, new research suggests. The chemical, called bisphenol A, BPA, is used to make plastics, including materials that come into contact with food. Excuse me. But it can mimic the female hormone estrogen and cause a lower sperm count in men. The chemical is also thought to be linked to several different types of cancer, including breast and prostate. Mm -hmm. Researchers at Exeter University studied the blood and urine of 94 teenagers aged 17 to 19 and found 80% had hormone-disrupting chemicals in their bodies. Ex-ecotoxicology professor Tamara Galloway, who co-led the study, said there was growing evidence that exposure to the chemical may be associated with poorer health. Professor Lorna Harries, who also worked in the study, described it as a pervasive disruptor and added, we should have a choice over what we put in our bodies. When the teens changed their diet to include more fresh produce, the BPA levels among those, the highest levels, began to fall. And there was little change among others. BPA... Now, the reason that the, 
fresh produce would do that is because most likely if you're particularly if you're dealing with green leafy vegetables they're going to have a highly detoxing effect to the liver and the gallbladder and the liver is essentially the organ that has to uh, detox all these chemical compounds in the body okay and, and get rid of them and obviously the kidneys too but the liver is where they're actually processed and um that's why I tell people if there's if they're dealing with any kind of hormonal issue, you really got to focus in on the liver and the gallbladder as well as dealing with whatever the hormonal issue is. And I, I try to do always to do both because if you neglect the liver, you can give somebody the best supplement in the world to affect raise their testosterone or or maybe um, lower estrogen levels or whatever you're trying to do. You're going to get limited benefit if the liver's all gummed up. And most people's livers are totally gummed up. They've never done a liver cleanse in their whole life. And um, they're, they've got a gallbladder full of gallstones, which is normal. That's normal. I did dissection in uh, chiropractic college for a year. And every single cadaver that I checked had a sack full of gallstones. Every single one. When I did it the first time, I passed over 100 stones. Just a gallbladder flush. Uh, so, and that was like I was in my 20s. Okay, and, and I hadn't really eaten horribly bad in my life. I mean, I knew a lot of my friends ate a whole lot worse than I did. And, I, and then the second time I did it, I passed over like 50 stones. And then and I think there's net more natural ways, more easier ways you can do it. And, I, and that's why I uh, emphasize a good choline-based supplement, which will help dissolve in gallstones and defat the liver. And then I also do another, I do a, another couple of products to focus in on gallbladder and liver. And that's like the uh, gallbladder cleanse that I recommend. If you want to know more about it, just email me uh, at contendingfortruth.com, contact tab there, and I'll, I'll send you the cleanse I have for that or what I recommend. Anyway, um, I think that's why when they implemented just even some fresh green leafy vegetables, most likely is what they're talking about, they're going to have a lot less BPA in the body because the liver is going to be able to get rid of it, what it's ex being exposed to. Now, another way you get BPA is the receipts that you get from like um, any type of store. Again, this is all this is all a plan by Satan in order to get this stuff in us every single way that they can. So, especially if you're at, I heard the worst scenario is going to like a fast food restaurant and like you're eating a greasy food and then you got grease on your hands, you touch the receipt, that you're getting like, I don't even know how many more times the amount of BPA off the receipt in that particular uh, scenario. So there's a lot of different ways. Just key in BPA in the keyword search at contendingfordruth.com. I've done many studies on this, and I, I lay it all out, like how we're exposed to it and ways you to avoid it and what you can do. Because he doesn't. I don't think he gets into that so much here. Uh, BPA is legal in the UK. In the United States, things are more complicated. The FDA said in 2012 that baby bottles and ch child sippy cups could not contain BPA, as it is banned in a number of states. However... It is still legal in products intended for adults in many states. Absolutely. And that means when you buy a bottle of water, yep. when you buy prepackaged foods, if you're eating all of this stuff, you are... I mean, if you buy any bottled water or any, any bottled anything, if you think about it, any bottled, you name it. I mean, fruit juice, whatever. You tip it over. There's that little symbol on the bottom that'll have a little arrow around it. And it'll say number one, that you're, you know you're getting your nice maximum dosage of BPA because that's the cheapest plastic... It's a one-use plastic. That's what that one means. It means it's only fit for one use. It's not a good plastic. And you're getting maximum BPA leaching into most canned, canned goods. 
have BPA liners in them. Again, they're trying to just get this in us any way they can. Unless you're buying like an organic canned good that says BPA free lining, you're getting a nice hefty dose there too. But again, this is why it's so important to do your research on these things. Because I, I mean, I, I leave out all kind of stuff because I can't even remember all the ways they're trying to kill us and get these toxic chemicals into us. Inundated with these chemicals, I'd be interested to see if they ran tests on gender dysphoric youth, if they found an increase in BPAs. That would be interesting. They say, uh, they, 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 you know, I think you get the context about what this is. The Food Standard Agency website says, Minute amounts of BPA can transfer from packaging into food and drinks, but independent experts have advised that these levels of exposure are not considered to be harmful. Independent studies have shown that even when consumed at high levels, BPA is rapidly absorbed, detoxified, and eliminated from humans. Campaigners have called for it to be banned from all products across the continent. Okay, but what happens when you're exposed to 44 times more of this chemical than they actually thought? They say... The FDA says the levels in widely used products are generally safe. However, the agency banned the use of these chemicals in baby bottles and sippy cups in 2012. And again, one of the things um, that they're, they're doing here, one of the main agendas here is the, is the BPAs are linked to disruption in the production of eggs and sperm. So not only is it causing a lot of gender dysphoria, as they would say, and, and feminize, hyper-feminizing men and having men grow breasts and also doubt their sexuality because they're so they've got so much xenoestrogens in them that would be the equivalent to a normal girl their age well that and that granted i know there's a demonic component with the lgbt a huge demonic component but you can also have a hormonal component which will um greatly accelerate the demonic component okay and so that's that's a big that's a big thing to think about but it's all about you know sterilizing and creating low birth rates and creating abortions or, or people not being able to get pregnant because you know they're trying to make sure that they depopulate the planet now washington state university research devised a new direct way of testing human exposure to the chemicals they found they exceed the fda's safe levels by as much as 44 times humans are exposed to far more hormone disrupting chemicals than previously thought, according to a new study. Patricia Hunt, the researcher at Washington State University who first discovered the B that BPA, a dangerous toxin in plastics, can cause cancer and other diseases and disorders, has now developed a more accurate method of measuring it. In a study published today, Dr. Hunt reveals the new tool shows the safe, the, the safe limit of BPA stipulated by the food is 40, so we know that's 44, 44 times higher. This study raises serious concerns about whether we've been careful enough about the safety of this chemical. What it comes down to is that the conclusions federal agencies have come to about how to regulate BPA may have been based on inaccurate measurements. The amount of BPA the FDA considers acceptable varies based on the product. Broadly, it claims that the chemicals are safe and that people are exposed to such low doses of them that they're not toxic. However, they did ban CP cups, we know that. Methodology used by the FDA to establish what is or isn't safe has been subject to scrutiny from a number of scientists. Dr. Hunt has led that charge. She discovered the way the BPA, sometimes referred to as gender-bending chemicals, interfere with the production of sperm, eggs, and male and female chromosomes. Dr. Hunt has long acknowledged that measuring humans' exposure to BPAs is difficult, but argues that that is all the more reason to err on the side of caution. In her latest work, she developed a new way to test just how, how much BPA people are exposed to. 
According to Dr. Hunt and her colleagues, most studies attempting to measure the amount of BPA in human urine have done so by putting BPA metabolites, compounds generated uh, as the chemicals pass through the body, into a snail-based enzyme solution that is supposed to turn the compounds back to BPA itself. This is an indirect measure, according to the study published in the journal, The Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology. Instead, she and her team devised a way to assess the metabolites themselves directly. What they found was alarming. Not only was the disparity between the indirect measure and the direct on as wide as 44-fold, the higher the level of BPA, the greater the gulf between their measure and the one used by the FDA. Quote, I hope this study will bring attention to their methodology used to measure BPA, and that other experts and labs will take a closer look, and, uh, closer look at and assess independently what is happening, said the study's first, first author, Roy Garona. So recently, there has been an explosion in transgender youth and individuals. There's been an argument about why that is. I don't know if it even makes sense that BPAs could cause this, but they say in the other article from the New York Post that they mimic estrogen. Let me, let me, let me just come back to this before I move on. They yep. can mimic the hormone estrogen That's and right. lower sperm counts in men. There was another study. The Daily Mail was uh, published. I don't have it pulled up. That said that the Y chromosome is vanishing in older men. Could it be that this increase, the loss of the Y chromosome, the increase in transgender youth and individuals is due to BPAs? Yeah, it's that and all the other ways they're getting the xenoestrogens in our bodies through personal personal care products like deodorants, hairsprays, skin creams, you name anything you put on your body, the, the uh, antibacterial soaps, a lot of that stuff is loaded with like uh, xenoestrogens, which are these bad cancer-causing estrogens that feminize men and just wreck the endocrine systems of both ma male and female. Okay, so... Uh, again, just key in, I mean, one of the best ways you can, um, one of the most estrogen, uh, one of the best ways to get uh, estrogen into the body of a man is just to have him drink beer. Because hops is one of the most estrogenic uh, grains, well, it, it is the most estrogenic grain on the planet. And I'm talking, it is severely estrogenic. Why do you think they promote it to men? Is this manly thing to drink well because of the estrogens in it, and they want to feminize the men um and there's just so many different ways and again i've done a lot of studies on this if you just key in um feminize most likely you'll find um i've done all these different ways they're trying to feminize men soy is one of the, another one that's just one of the worst ways you, and we're going to talk about that next where you can feminize men and all of these, regardless of if you're male or female, these are all cancer-causing estrogens. And it's a, another reason we've seen the, um, the cancer rates skyrocket, among many other ways they're trying to give us cancer. So the next report is um, uh, Dr. S uh, well, I'll just read you the, the title, Burger King's Impossible Burger. Now, this is the burger that's derived from GMO, soy, and a whole bunch of other toxic horrible ingredients that now they're pushing i mean i turn on the radio and and it's just like you know on like any kind of radio they're they're pushing these impossible burgers any type of 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 advertising that i have seen i've seen these ads for these impossible burgers and burger king's impossible burger this doctor has has determined has 18 million times more estrogen than a regular whopper 
Now, I'm going to go and quantify that in a second. Burger King's Impossible Burger will cause men to grow breasts if you eat enough of them. Dr. James Strangle explains the chemical process, and here's a link to his research here, explains the chemical process used to create the Burger King's Impossible Burger and alludes to the possibility that the engineered vegetable burger may be less healthy than a regular Whopper. <laughs> Maybe, please. The doctor goes on to explain the process used to make the Impossible Burger to have the make the look of meat, writing that the beef-like appearance of the vegetable-based burger is a product of genetic engineering. So it's GMO all the way. Okay. According to Strangle, the red appearance of the vegetable patty comes from the genetically splicing of a soybean and yeast together. It's a GMO soybean, which is the worst, one of the worst things you can possibly put in your body. Soybean, canola oil, just any kind of hydrogenated oil is just horrible to put in your body. Finally, the doctor explains the radically high amount of estrogen featured in each burger. The Impossible Whopper has 44 milligrams of estrogen, according to his research, and a normal Whopper has 2.5 nanograms. Okay, remember, 44 milligrams in an Impossible Whopper, the soy-based GMO Whopper, whereas a regular Whopper only has 2.5 nanograms. It's not a milligram, a nanogram of estrogen. That means an Impossible Whopper, he's saying, has 18 million times as much estrogen as a regular Whopper. Mike Adams did a report yesterday and said, well, I'm not 100% sure on that. But listen, it's going to have exponential amounts more estrogen than a normal Whopper just because it's soy-based. And it's GMO soy to, to boot. So I was going to delete this all, but I'm like, no, because you know that this is one of the main things they're trying to shove down our throats right now. And again, all this thing that we've been talking about, the food supply, you're just going to start seeing food prices go up and up and up and up more. And this is what they're going to give you as the alternative. The, the, you know, the cricket farms that they've got now and all the bugs that they're wanting us to eat and, and meat prices are going to skyrocket and, and they're going to, oh, we don't have any more, more meat because we've killed off all the cattle by design on purpose. You know, a quarter of the, the pigs on the planet now are dead because of the swine, uh, this, uh, swine flu or whatever in or is, it, or is it swiney boa? I don't know. I reported on it last week. It's it's bad. It's it's bad. A quarter of the po population of all pigs are gone now on the planet. So you're getting a lot of things now where they're trying to take out, you know, the animals. And they're trying to transition us over to all of this soylent green garbage that we're seeing now. And... He said he went on to compare the level of estrogen in the Impossible Burger to soy milk, writing that eating four of the vegetable burgers daily would result in a human male growing breasts. Just six glasses of soy milk per day has enough estrogen to grow breasts on a male. That's equivalent to eating four Impossible Whoppers per day. You would have to eat 880 pounds of beef from an implanted steer to equal the amount of estrogen in one birth control pill. Uh, in short, the Impossible Burger is a genetically modified organism filled with calorie-dense, horrible oils that can make a man grow breasts if eaten in sufficient quantities. So, just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Um, and then we have this, and we're kind of, um, <laughs> we're staying on the restaurant theme here a little bit. Chick-fil-A uh, put Obama and Hillary supporter Rodney Bullard in charge of the money and has transformed the company to now support social justice and diversity agenda. Chick-fil-A is just an absolute total um, fake lie, pseudo-Christian company. And now they, they've really gone, you know, the way of Balaam. They've really gone um, 
the way of filthy lucre and mammon like the Bible talks about. And the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, now the fig leaf is gone and the reality is that the Chick-fil-A Foundation is just another corporate leftist charity that lavishes cash on organizations linked to local Democrats and assorted um, diversity causes. The organization that controls the money is called the Chick-fil-A Foundation, and there's a link to that here. And the executive director is a man named Rodney Bullard. And this, you know, supposedly this is a Christian company. That's why, you know, a ton of Christians go there. Oh, they're not they're not open on Sunday and all of this other stuff. Okay. He came to Chick-fil-A in 2011 with a Washington pedigree and a White House resume, a resume that includes giving money to the Democratic Party as both an Obama and a Hillary donor. With the tacit approval of Chick-fil-A's CEO, Dan uh Kathy, Ronnie Bullard has transformed the company from one involved with charity to one involved with social justice, gender identity, and diversity. Your local Chick-fil-A restaurant may still be for now closed on Sundays, but at the corporate level, they seem to be open for business seven days a week. Chick-fil-A gives huge amounts of money to democratic and leftist organizations and gives comparatively small amounts of money to Christian organizations and Christian causes. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Why is Chick-fil-A giving buckets of cash to cause the champion that champion social justice and scraps and pocket change to the Christian organizations who minister the gospel? Not a Chick-fil-A where they are now, not a Chick-fil-A where they are now more interested in social responsibility than a saving message of the gospel of grace of God. Well, were they ever really interested in that? I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I would have my doubts. Continuing on, next report, Chick-fil-A money is funded, is funding Drag Queen Story Hour at Covenant House and far-left Democratic attack group Southern Poverty Law Center. So now we really... Uh, expose them even further. It is painful to watch a Chick-fil-A follow the same trajectory of other corporations attempting to adopt a politically correct attitude. Um, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And then you have, you know, everything wicked and evil now is highly esteemed among men and you can't say anything against it. Well, Chick-fil-A's went that, went that route now. They're showing who they serve. They're showing their father is the devil. And of his lust and of his works, they will do. There are just a deceiving bunch of devils there, with trying to put on some Christian veneer, so they're so they're able to still pill for the pockets of of the Christians that go there. So now that the gloves are off and Chick Fil A no longer has to pretend that they are still a Christian company, the truth is rushing to the surface with stupefying swiftness. Chick Fil A is out of the closet, pun intended, as a proud sponsor of not only the pro LGBTQ covenant house they are also and there's all links to these reports here proving this they're also doing buckets of cash to the far left liberal attack group or giving buckets of cash to the far left liberal attack group the southern poverty law center the same splc longtime um readers will recall that put us on the anti-government hate group list back in 2016 that's the christian uh organization writing this report the covenant house is one of the wicked organizations Chick-fil-A has chosen to start supporting. And then the Bible says, um, 2 Corinthians 11, 13-15, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. They're, they give the facade that they're the apostles of Christ, in other words. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, Satan's ministers, be transformed as ministers of righteousness. They appear as ministers of righteousness, but they're not. They're ministers of Satan. 
whose end shall be according to their works. In 2012, uh, NTEB, which is the organization writing this, organ, uh, this, this piece here, wholeheartedly supported Chick-fil-A. But who would have thought that just a mere seven years later, Chick-fil-A would be funding pro-LGBTQ, pro-abortion, and leftist attack groups. And now Chick-fil-A is a proxy funding drag queen, is proxy funding drag queen story hour to boot. So it's like they've they've even exceeded anything, you know, a lot of the other fast food places are doing that, that claim no semblance of Christianity. They've they've gone and they had to show Satan their master that they were willing to go far beyond even what other fast food places are doing. Sounds like to me. Uh, it is shocking, it is staggering, and it's really happening. Boycott Chick-fil-A, uh, hashtag, it says, from Breibart News, fast food chain Chick-fil-A continues to be mired in controversy after the discovery of donations to the far-left Southern Poverty Law Center and also the Covenant House, an organization that celebrates LGBTQ pride and hosted a Drag Queen Story Hour in New York. And here's pictures of the Covenant House marching in gay parades and supporting drag queen story hours and all this other e wicked evil stuff mr duffy at the family research council said the biggest shock was that the discovery of chick-fil-a has donated to splc a group that labels christian individuals and groups as haters according to duffy this is the same group that in 2012 inspired a gunman to storm into the headquarters of my organization and this is at family research council council and um an attempt to murder my colleagues and me and smash a chick-fil-a sandwiches in our faces how how ironic but now chick-fil-a is giving donating money to them the domestic terrorist shooter floyd corkins told the fbi he had picked the family research council as a target from the southern poverty law center's website he was angered by the chick-fil-a appreciation day held recently in which huge crowds lined up at chick-fil-a's res restaurants to show support for its president dan kathy who had expressed support for marriage defined as between a man and a woman well i guess not anymore though duffy praised the businesses that have held their courage and fought to practice their faith beliefs in the marketplace like hobby lobby and jack phillips masterpiece cake shop are just two that he mentioned uh religious freedom is the right to live out your faith in every area of your life including the workplace stuff he said but that freedom is under assault we can defend this freedom by exercising it however that requires courage which um comes through a relationship with god and the reverence for his word next report iowa man gets 16 years for burning an lgbtq flag as leftists are free to torch the U.S. flags across the nations, an Iowa man is paying a heavy price for burning a rainbow LGBT pride flag. Adolfo Martinez was sentenced on December 18th to a whopping 15 years in prison for the hate crime of arson, according to the Associated Press, after his five-year sentence was tripled due to his status as a habitual offender. Uh, in addition to spending a decade and a half in prison for burning the LGBT flag. The 30-year-old Martinez will also be serving in an additional year for his use of fire and then another 30 days for harassment. Martinez, and you can burn a Christian flag all day long. You can burn an American flag all day long. But don't you dare burn an LGBTQ flag or a, like a Muslim flag. You'll, you'll go to prison. You're, you're going to do tall time if you burn wicked, evil, satanic symbols. In other words... Uh, Martinez was arrested in June after taking the rainbow flag from the United 
Church of Christ in Ames. The act was considered a hate crime because the flag represents a sexual orientation. Shockingly, the same charges don't seem to stick to those who burn the red, white, and blue flag of the United States or Christian flag. As the Iowa City Press Citizen reported in 2017, protesters were not only um, were able to not only burn multiple American flags without insult, without insulting multiple American flags, I'm sorry, but insult the very country that guaranteed the freedom to do so without being persecuted. So it just depends, you know, if you're, if you're going after wickedness, just be prepared to pay a heavy price now, you know. This is, this is where we're at here in this country. Next report. California State Assembly has passed a resolution telling pastors to affirm homosexuality in violation of their biblical beliefs. And again, I, I just you have to wonder, reading these headlines one after another, how much more of this is God going to put up with? You know? How much... When did... Where... I'd like to know in God's economy where we're at on the scale when he looks he looked at sodom and gomorrah and said enough is enough where are we at on that scale are we like you know um you know one second to midnight and midnight's when the judgment comes i don't know but i can't i can't believe that god is anything but really angry about what you know we're putting up with in this country and again the 501c3 church has the numbers if they really wanted to do something about all this stuff, they could do it, but they're they're doing nothing, as far as I can see. They're doing very little. Uh, Assemblyman Evan Lowe and three dozen other lawmakers pushed the resolution in the State Assembly Ju Judiciary Committee that aimed at telling religious leaders in California what they should preach from their pulpits. The measure passed this week, thanks in part to the help of Dr. Kevin Manoa of Azusa Pacific University chaplain and the former head of the National Association of Evangelicals. The guy should be summarily uh, executed, honestly, from a Christian standpoint. He, he's forfeited his right to live because he's serving Satan and he's doing it with some type of facade of Christian veneer. And I'm not saying anybody go out and do it. I'm saying from a judgment standpoint, he needs God to judge him so that other people... Other Christians look at him and say, no, I can't get away with that. There, there are repercussions to sin. There are repercussions to selling out God. Liberty Council says Manoa has become a prop for the LGBT agenda by directing pastors and counselors to reject biblical views of sexuality and deny counseling for those struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction or gender confusion. Hmm. According to the press release by Liberty Council, Manoa recently testified before the Ju Judiciary Committee in favor of ACR 99 and directed pastors and counselors to affirm LGBT behaviors. In a letter submitted to legislators, Manoa wrote, on behalf of some Christian pastors and church leaders, I write to express various levels of support for the resolution acr 99 dealing with conversion therapy and lgbtq persons this is the state of the church and you'll have very few even you know like the 501c3 pastors there are some yeah there's some that kind of speak out but you know yeah you kind of come out against it but then they go their merry way and you know uh i don't know i don't know how much more god's gonna put up with
um, biblical passages about LGBT loving pastors and heretics. Here's what I say. Here's my response to all this. And I'm just going to give you Bible. That's it. Titus 1, 15b through 16. Unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and their conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, Mr. Manoah, Mr. Manure. Oh, sorry. In works you deny him, Mr. Manoah. Being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15, and I, I guess I just read that one. It's the, their ministers are transformed into ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Satan's ministers transformed into ministers of righteousness. 2 Peter 2, 17 through 19. These, like Mr. Manoah, these are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to of whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, like all of this justification for the LGBT agenda, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, meaning liberty to go and sodomize your, your partner, your same-sex partner, that's the kind of liberty Manoah wants you to have. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought in bondage. So be very careful who you're setting yourself under. As a pastor, if you're in a congregation, you, you have some lukewarm or some pastor that's not biblical, well, be careful because the Bible says, of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought into bondage. Because that person can bring you into bondage, and in those types of chains you can't see, they're spiritual. Jeremiah 23, verse 1 and 2. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. The Bible says judgment must begin in the house of the Lord. So I would expect when we see God's judgment, a lot of it's going to fall upon the, the lukewarm 501c3 pastors in particular ezekiel 34 verse 7 through uh, 12 therefore ye shepherds hear the word of the lord as i live saith the lord god surely because my flock became a prey meaning uh like a the prey of an animal okay surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became meat or food to every beast of the field because there was no shepherd Neither did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand, and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall, their, neither shall the shepherds feed themselves any more, for I will deliver my flock from their mouth, that they may not be meat for them. And I think this is why you see a big uh, home church movement forming in a lot of um, America and elsewhere around the world because they're being called out of these lukewarm congregations where the pastors are 501c3 corporate agents of the state. For thus saith the Lord God, behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered. So will I seek out my sheep and I will deliver them out of all places where they've been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. So that's an encouragement there the, the last three verses there 
but it's also a warning to these lukewarm pastors and shepherds out there. And, and here, along the same lines, here we go with this next report here. Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention has fallen. Southern Baptist Convention appoints gay-affirming pro-LGBTQ pastor David Utala, whatever you say his last name, U-T-H, as, as president of the 2020 Pastors Conference. So that's what we want. We want gay-affirming pastors being at the spear tip of what represents us as a denomination, the Southern Baptists. Today, we sadly add the Southern Baptist Convention to the list of corrupt compromisers as they seek now to bring the LGBTQ plus into their church. It is not outreach to the LGBTQ plus that's the problem because the gospel should go to them. The problem is they're not giving them the gospel. They're confirming them in their sin, meaning they're giving them license and saying, oh, you're good, you're good. You keep sodomizing each other. You keep doing all your perversions. You're good with God. That's what they're doing. Uh, Jude 1, 11 through verse 13. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, meaning the pastors that go after money. Because Cain and, and these types of things, and Balaam, that's what they're in reference to. And then and perished in the gainsaying of Cori. These are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about of the winds, trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to of whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. That's, that's these pastors. Here's a picture of this devil uh, speaking, and uh, this devil we're going to be talking about here. The fall of the Southern Baptist Convention, who have been flirting with compromise for many years now, is going to be tragically spectacular. It is the Baptist church that has been the last mainstream holdout against the rising tide of end-time heresy and compromise, uh, that's their opinion, who have maintained adherence to the King James Bible. Eh, some of them, not, not all. I mean, Southern Baptists, I wouldn't say for sure. Southern Baptists are full of Freemasons as well. They've been, they've been um, you know, pro-Disney, and they've been, I've got a whole file on them, all the ways they've been compromised. And this is going back for a long time. So this isn't like they were like totally biblical last week, and now they're not. I mean... You know, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. And leaven is a type of sin. And there's been a lot of leaven in the Southern Baptist Convention for a long time. It's been permeating through it. Uh, from the Christian organization pulpit and, and pen, the Southern Baptist Convention chose David UTH. I don't know how to say his last name. Ut, Ut, I guess. Pastor of the First Baptist Church in Orlando as the president of the Pastors Conference for next year's annual meeting many should be reminded who ut is and ask the question whether or not the sbc leadership will make strides for lgbtq inclusion along with the rest of the latest compromises david ut hosted a gay affirming lgbtq event in the wake of the orlando gay nightclub shooting at his church uh, fbc orlando that's his church in case you have forgotten the hashtag Love Orlando was a gay straight hug fest that happened at the church in the shooting's aftermath. Taking the stage at that event was Pastor Larry G. Mills, who said the following quote, quote, We're not peculiar because of race or gender or creed. Um, and I think he's referring to that we're a peculiar people, the Bible says, 
in the New Testament. He says, we're not peculiar because of a race, gender, or creed, but in Orlando, we are peculiar because of e pluribus unum, which means out of many come one. Meaning we all need that we're, we're out of many races and, and gender identities and things. When we all need to come together as one, which is exactly what the Bible, opposite of what the Bible says. The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So the Bible says, calls us out of this. It says in the Revelation, wherefore come out from among them, my people, that ye be not partakers of her plagues, Babylon's plagues. So, but this devil um tool of satan pastor knows better than the bible okay evidently and he's saying e pluribus unum which is on the i think the back of the one dollar bill is many out of many come one we are peculiar because we have leadership that knows how to fight fight for satan yeah i guess that's what he's in reference to we're peculiar because we know how to let theological differences and disputes and factions not get in the way of love and and christ so in other words doctrine means nothing throw the bible out all that matters is that we're united with every sick sick wicked twisted uh perversion as long as we're not offending anybody is all that really matters. We're peculiar because we believe in the word. No, you don't. You believe in the, the satanic Bible, maybe. The satanic word, sure. Um, and what others would have against us, what others would show as a stumbling stone, we're elevated to be the head of the corner. Uh, and right now, no matter what people might think, the LGBTQ area is the head cornerstone. You fork-tongued devil, may your tongue turn black and rot out of your maggot-infested, blasphemous head, you devil, Larry G. Mills. Yeah, I just said that, and I mean it. We need to see God's judgment when these devils speak. Do you realize he just said the LGBTQ area is the head cornerstone? Who is the head of the cornerstone? Who is the head cornerstone? That's Jesus Christ. He just said, no, it's not Jesus Christ. You fork-tongued devil from the pit of hell. No, it's the LGBTQ movement is the head cornerstone. Are you kidding me? Talk about having no fear of God whatsoever. We need God's judgment is what I'm saying. This is my last broadcast, you know. Pray for God's judgment on this wickedness. No matter what people might think, the LGBTQ area is the head cornerstone. Wow. I mean, I, I've never even heard that come out of a pastor's mouth. And we are here to lift up and magnify and allow them, meaning the LGBTQ perverts, to know that regardless of people's opinion, regardless of where we are, love triumphs over evil. And again, that's the whole retort that you'll see. Oh, it's all about love. Let them sodomize each other and let them have their drag queen story hours and let them spread their diseases and let them die at the age of 39 and, and, and have like, you know, the, like the transgenders, you know, half of them try to commit suicide. Let them have all their wicked, evil perversions. And all of the statistics you can cite about the LGBTQ lifestyle. Ignore all of that because love triumphs evil. And again, these are just vessels of wrath 
a guy like this Larry G. Mills, a vessel of wrath fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. What the Bible talks about in Jude, um, where it says these are men of these were were men ordained under this condemnation, men of old, men that were ordained that crept into the churches, bringing this damnable heresies. And now it's just normal, just normal, in the churches. In the wake of widespread criticism of, of this abominable gay-affirming event, the church then asked homosexuals to come forward to be anointed and have hands laid upon them. The Bible says lay hands suddenly on no man, and especially not a homosexual that's coming forward to be reaffirmed in his wickedness and sin. But that doesn't matter to them. They love Satan. David Ut prayed that God would strike discerning Christians dead if they criticized him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see who gets struck dead, David Ut. May your own tongue fall upon yourself, devil. May your own tongue, and may God judge you and all your wicked devil brethren, because we need God's judgment on the lukewarm devil pastors in this world, especially in America. I'm not saying go out and do anything. I'm saying we need God's judgment on them. The word of God has spoken regarding the LGBT lifestyle. Okay. That's been settled a long time ago. I'll just give you some tenets of that. Number one, God formed man in the dust of the ground. Genesis 2, 7. Two, God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Genesis 2, 18. Then God made a woman and brought her unto the man. Genesis 2, 22. Then God said, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Genesis 2.24. Then God said it was a sin for a man to lie with another man as he does a woman. Where? Leviticus 8.22. And this is why they got to outlaw the Bible. Leviticus 8.22, Romans 1, 24, 26, and 27. See, you can't say that though. There's, there's a lot of other verses about that too as well. But these are just some, some of the main ones. So it's a sin. It's an abomination for that and then the next point the cities of sodom and gomorrah committed sinful acts of homosexuality and sodomy and god destroyed both the cities by fire and brimstone genesis 19 24 and 25 isaiah uh see uh, isaiah 13 19 luke 17 28 29 then because of the sin of homosexuality sodomy god commanded the sodomites to be put to death in leviticus 20 13 god blessed king asa for obedience when he took away the sodomites or homosexuals out of the land in first kings 15 12 god also blessed king josiah when he broke down the houses of the sodomites second kings 23 and 7 bible also talks about where you know if a man lie with man and you take them both out and you you kill them you stone them in the old testament so that they don't defile the land because see homosexuality sexual sins like that and perversions their special classification of sin, they defile the land. And that's why Satan is trying to get everybody to do that or, or all men to do that and women with women, men with men, and then defiling and molesting children because that type of sexual sin defiles the land in particular. And that's why it was a death sentence in the Old Testament to try to spare the land from being defiled because that, that if the land was defiled, it would start infecting all of the inhabitants as well in a negative way 
Next point, all sin can be forgiven, even sodomy, homosexuality, if a person will come to Jesus Christ by faith and repent of their sins and trust in Jesus to save them. See John 3.16, Luke 3.3, 3, Romans 10.9 and 10. Next point, if a person refuses to repent, they will perish forever in the flames of eternal hell fire and then the lake of fire. See 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10, Galatians 5, 19 and 21, Romans 10, 9 and 10, Luke 13, 3 and 5, Revelation 21, 8. And then it says, prepare to meet thy God, Amos 4, 12. So, you know, that's what the Bible says about it. Gay male sodomite lifespan is only 39 years on average, and it's probably less than that now. The Bible says in Proverbs uh, 10.27, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And that's what we see. Research by the Family Research Institute of Colorado has discovered that the average lifespan of the, of the average male homosexual is only 39 years. Where 80% of married men heterosexual married men live past 65 and only two percent of homosexuals live that long as shown in the accompanying chart and i'll give you a link to that fri found that sodomites were 116 times more apt to be murdered 24 times more apt to commit suicide and had traffic accident death rates 18 times the rate of comparably aged white males Heart attacks, cancer, and liver failure were exceptionally common as well. 20% of lesbians died of murder, suicide, or accident, a rate 487 times higher than that of white females, an average white female the age of 25 to 44. 487 times higher? That's not 487%. That's times. That's, that's unbelievable. And that's the lesbians. And they give you the re the, the uh, website where they got the research from. This, this website details the disgusting and unsanitary sexual practices that contribute to this early death sentence. The outing of the homosexual lifestyle in our culture has unleashed over 50 sexually transmitted diseases as well. Yep. Going further, end time heretic and Trump's main spiritual advisor, Paula White on the Jim Baker show says Christians are mandated by God to give to fellow heretic Jim Baker a million dollars. Paula White is to the evangelical world like the old seasoned prostitute who wants to dispense with all the formalities and small talk and get right down to business. Her only goal when she speaks is to make sure the money keeps coming in and she can look straight into the camera and prostitute herself without a trace of shame or self-doubt like a good Jezebel would. I thought it was beyond outrageous with her Easter pitch on uh, the Bible verse of John 11:44. There's a video you can click on here to see. Uh, but this is heaven's department of the this heaven's department of treasury is without a doubt a new low even for Paula White. Uh, on October on an October episode of the Jim Baker Show, Pastor Paula White which is Trump's main spiritual advisor, made an appearance and touted the benefits of the prosperity gospel, which she claims not only to be a proponent of, nevertheless, she told the audience that if they donate to help Jim Baker build a new TV studio, they'll be rewarded by heaven's department of treasury. Right now, someone is about to send you that million dollar check in the name of Jesus, White said to Jim Baker. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 
6, 9 through 11, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and many and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. That's what we're supposed to do. Toward the latter portion of the show, Baker lamented how hard it is to raise money these days. An especially challenging problem since God told Jim Baker, supposedly God told Jim Baker, to build a new Voice of the Prophet studio. Baker dropped a few hints regarding donations he'd like to receive, like $10,000, $10,000 donations, maybe even a check for a million bucks. And White chimed in to remind the audience that they stand to be rewarded if they help Baker out. Presidential spiritual advisor Paula White says Christians are mandated by God to send thousands of dollars to help Jim Baker build a new TV studio and their donations will be counted by a, uh, by a Department of Treasury in heaven, quote, that will determine their eternal reward. And here's the Twitter pic where she said it. So there you go. There you go. We have it now. We finally got some good preaching here. Right down the line, you know. I can't preach any better than that. I, I, I can't hold a candle to that witch, to that Jezebel witch. You know, what can I say? I stand corrected, you know? One World Religion, Pope Francis traveled to Thailand and presented the Buddhist Supreme Patriarch with Declaration of, of Humanity on Human Fraternity, Peace and Covenant with Chrislam, which is where you, do, where you combine uh, Christianity and Islam. Because, you know, the Bible says to do that. It says to yoke up with other false religions and combine them and, and become lukewarm and placate other religions that don't offend anybody and you know make sure you don't step on any toes this starts out by saying we showed you how pope francis traveled to abu dhabi earlier this year and entered into a covenant with sheikh ahmad al tayyib the, the bible says to not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers of course he's not a believer anyway he's a devil from the pit of hell but you know Anyway, what, what does it matter what the Bible says to Pope Francis anyway? Uh, who is the ruling leader of the Sunni of Sunni Islam. That peace covenant led to the formation of a Chrislam interfaith council with um, Islam and Catholicism, which then led to the stunning announcement that a Chrislam headquarters would be open in Abu Dhabi by the year 2022. Now, Pope Francis has traveled to Thailand where he met with the ruling Buddhist, Buddhist leader there as in Abu Dhabi and presented him with a copy of the Declaration on Human Fraternity, the Vatican Manifesto of the One World Religion. Pope Francis is building his One World Religion called Chrislam, but it will not be limited to simply an alliance between Catholics and Muslims. No, it will include all major faiths, with one notable exception. It will not contain biblical Christianity in any way, shape, or form, but rather the Laodicean Revelation 3 Christian church that is so disgustingly lukewarm. In the video below, you will see a number of things that I would like to point out to you. You will see Pope Francis praising Buddhism and extolling its virtues. You will see Pope Francis giving and receiving blessings under the watchful gaze of pagan statues. You will see Pope Francis present the Supreme Patriarch of Buddhism with a copy of his direct declaration on human fraternity manifesto of the coming one world religion. They just love Satan so much. They can't help it. All these, these people that I'm reporting, they just love Satan. That's really, that's really what this is all about. A love fest with Satan. They want to please their master. You want to watch the video? Here's a link to it.
Then there's this one. The Pope wants you to pray for a one world religion. Let's just listen to this short video. Article in the news about how UN peacekeepers are being forced to pay child support for all the young teen girls they're raping and impregnating all across the world. Oh, you UN know. peacekeepers? I don't believe it. I, I don't believe they're they're they always represent righteousness. You, the UN, wherever they go, they always spread goodness and love and joy. While they keep the peace. And it reminded me of this video the Pope recently put out asking all of his followers to please pray for everyone to unite under a one world religion. But before we get to that, and I warn you, the emotionally driven background music choice is utterly nauseating. While I personally believe the biggest catalyst for forming the one world government came after the atomic bomb was dropped, when they captivated the world in fear, which if you research it long enough you'll realize was a one world plot long before Hitler, whose rise was funded by the Anglo-American establishment just by the way, ever invaded Poland. What we are seeing now is a synthesis of every means of international control possible to finalize these one world plans. The UN's Universal Agenda 2030 plan, aka the Global Goals. Sustainable development, social progress, economic growth, and environmental protection. However, our climate is changing. Our climate is changing, and there are more people on Earth than ever before. We at UNDP believe everyone can have enough of what they need, living within our planet. UNDP. So that's a, some branch of the United Nations. Countries. And we are working around the world to make this happen. Pretty much covers everything, from GMO to cashless, centralized banking, mass vaccinations, propaganda. It's all there. International trade agreements, which seek to unite the world's economy to ultimately bring about a single global market. And by the way, all the people the Pope is surrounding himself with are global warming, population control, overpopulation alarmists. In the UN and the Vatican has been issuing joint statements with the UN on, quote, reaching a level of sustainable population. I think we all know what that means. Because nothing says love thy neighbor like depopulation, right? Amen. In addition, the Pope has also called for a world political authority as well. Hmm, wonder what that could possibly mean. Well, what could possibly go better with a one-world political authority and a one-world economic authority than a one-world religious authority? That's right. So let me, let me, this is the Pope speaking. Most of the planet's inhabitants declare themselves to be believers. Um, yeah, believers in what? But something, I guess. Believers in some type of false religion. This should lead to dialogue among religions. I have confidence in Buddha. I believe in God as some rabbi, and then some priest says, I believe in God. No, you don't. You don't believe in the God of the Bible. You don't. None of you. Catholics, the, the ones that practice, practice Judaism, no. It's not, the, it's not the God of the Bible that they're actually believing in they're believing in some derivation of whatever the religious system has taught and this guy says i believe in god allah god is not allah allah is the moon god okay he's not the god of the bible many think differently and feel differently this is this is the satan pope uh francis talking Seeking God or meeting God in different ways. In this crowd, in this range of religions, 
And he's showing all of the, the ways he's yoking up with all these different false religions, okay? There is only one certainty we have for all. That we are all children of God. This is the closest you're ever going to come to a commercial for one world religion. Yeah. I believe in love. I believe in love. What did we just talk about with that with that that uh, preacher that just made that quote that said the LGBT is is the chief head of the cornerstone, which is what Jesus Christ is. It was all about love. That's all that mattered is love. You know, throw doctrine aside. Who cares what the Bible says? Just as long as you're supposedly coming in whatever perverted version of, quote, love. That's all that matters. That's all that matters because love trumps all. And that's how they're approaching this sickening video. And it's all these different people saying, I believe in love. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying, did, did they believe in love? The UN peacekeepers that were paying 13-year-olds for sex that you know are paying child support now because of all the uh, teenagers and young girls they're knocking up i hope you spread my prayer request this month oh what about all the catholic priests that you know molest little boys and stuff do they believe in love too you know and the sincere dialogue among men and women of different faiths may produce the fruits of peace and justice I have confidence in your prayers. It shows all these different faiths with their own uh, abominable religious sim uh, symbols coming together and, and bringing them all together. They sure do always promise a utopia, don't they? Reminds me of that line from the Bible about how they will say, peace, peace, but there will be no peace. Yep. The same people linked up with the same secret societies have been running this thing into the ground for centuries now, giving humanity... So we have that video. Um, then Joel Osteen mocks Jesus and praises the Pope. Pope speaks more blasphemy. So let's go ahead and hear this video here. Pope Francis assures atheists you don't have to believe in God to go to heaven. Absolutely. He also said that God does not condemn LGBT individuals. No. Even God. though the Bible is very, very clear on all of that, and there is no doubt. But see, this is what happens when you follow a man and you don't follow the word of God. You know? Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Because when you make when you when you make man what you depend upon and you trust in, then your heart will depart from the Lord every single time. Because man will always fail you. God will not. His word will not. But you know, that's why people that follow the Pope and, and that, they're they're unfortunately going to end up in hellfire because they're trusting in a sick, evil, wicked, twisted devil for their salvation. Does not condemn homosexuals, according to Pope Francis, and he also suggested the church could be open to civil unions. Here he is. Offering incense to idols, as you've seen before on this God Sees It YouTube channel. Flagrant satanic uh, worship, modeling after worshiping the Queen of Heaven of Babylon. Here he is, praying with a Muslim imam. 
These scriptures are a reminder. Proverbs seventeen fifteen: He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the yep. just, Amen. even they both are abomination to the Lord. And woe to them that call evil good and good evil, Isaiah 5.20. Reminders to the false prophets, false teachers, deceivers like Pope Francis and the like, and also those who would justify them or praise them or promote them or call them good when they are wicked and evil very dangerous to the souls of many people. So many people are still being led astray. You might be saying, oh, we, we know this. Well, you might, but so many people don't know these things yet and know how absolutely overtly satanic the Roman Catholic Church system is and the Pope, previous Popes, etc., and all of those who are collaborating with them to drive us towards this one world religion, ecumenism, uh, false doctrines of all description. And so what does the man who so many have called today the pastor to America, Joel Osteen, have to say about it? But we've just got one more question coming through. Boring Firecloak says, what's your view of the current Pope? You know, the Pope has obviously been reaching out yeah. and has been a force of moderation in comparison to his yeah. predecessors. What I, do you make I of it? I think the Pope is fantastic. You know, I just think his tone, his humility, his, you know, I loved when he said the other day, you know, and it's, the, it's, it's our view too. We're not trying to, you know, make this a little bitty narrow thing. Anybody's welcome. We, we may yeah, not. Because have... the Bible doesn't say narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. Broad is the way which leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go thereat. Because, see, he is nothing more than an absolute tool of Satan. He is a, he, like the Bible talks about, he's appearing with a facade as a minister of righteousness, but he's actually a minister of Satan. And again, you follow him. And unfortunately, he's just what he's doing, his whole goal in life is to take as many people into hell in the lake of fire as possible. Somebody like Joel Osteen and the Pope. So, of course, they're going to praise one another. We, you know, 100% on doctrine and theology. But you know what? We're, we're, the, the church, Catholic church, our church, it's open for everybody. So I like his tone, not pushing people away. But I believe God's big and his mercy is very wide. Very wide. And we might not agree on all points of doctrine, like offering incense to idols and so forth, but that's okay, according to Joel Osteen, because God's way is very wide. His mercy is very wide, and don't make it a narrow thing. Hmm. And what did Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior himself, say? Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Interesting. Immediately then he says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. I mean, if, if Joel Osteen isn't trying to appear as, as a sheep, he's come, he comes you real nice and just real calm and so nice and likable. And 
just a sheep. He'd never do anything to try to hurt you. But the reality is, is he wants to hurt you in the worst possible way you could imagine. And that's eternal hellfire. Whether he's aware of that or not, I, th I think he's absolutely aware of it. I think he's an absolute, just like him and all the other televangelists at that level. Kenneth Copeland and Benny Hinn and Creflo Give Me a Dollar and all those devils. I think they're all on Team Satan. I think they're all Luciferian plants. I've got into this before in a lot of other studies. They know exactly what they're doing. So share this. Please share this information. There are so many, again, who are being still led astray by these wicked, false teachers, wolves in sheep's clothing, directly right out of the description of the Holy Bible, Jesus' own words, Joel Osteen. Has oh, and I am, I, I've got a big old section on Kanye West, but... The problem is, is everything just keeps getting pushed back, and that one on Kanye West is going to take me a while to get through. But you know, understand something that 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 is straight from the pit of hell, Kanye West, and um, you know that we're we're gonna we're gonna take that apart, Lord willing, in the very near future. Dieted himself, revealing himself to be one of the wolves in sheep's clothing described by the Lord Jesus Christ, placing himself squarely under the judgment and wrath of God. Remember the scriptures I showed you at first, pictures of the Pope, that even those who would justify or call them and their works good when they're evil are also abomination and under the curse of God. So it's important to remember those promoting these wicked deceivers and them, uh, all, of, all of the individuals that are in collaboration with them, they're under the judgment wrath of God. They're bringing many people into this deception. So please do everything that you can to preach the truth, to share the true gospel and the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ that we can enter the straight and narrow gate, truly repenting of sin and following the way of the true Lord Jesus Christ, the true gospel, and departing from having anything to do with these false prophets, false teachers, deceivers, wolves in sheep's clothing. And there are more resources in the description below and at the end of the video that you can examine and share Let's glorify the one and only true God, our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. To Him be all the glory forever. Amen. Okay, so we have that little report there. And um, going forward, forward, Joel Osteen attends Lady Gaga LGBT Pride event. So if you weren't sure about Joel Osteen, maybe this will... I'm not saying to my listeners, but I'm saying somebody... That, Maybe hearing this the first time. Uh, Lady Gaga be began asking the crowd, are you ready to, and again, this is, I just say mature content, are you ready to effing party tonight? I'm not going to say the cuss word, but this is the this is the event Joel Osteen and his uh, wife uh, were at. In the crowd were Joel Osteen, Joel and Victoria Osteen. I'm sorry, I say Osteen, it's Osteen, who were indeed ready to party. 
The event was hosted to celebrate gay pride at the Apollo Theater, and the pastor of the nation's largest church was in attendance. Here's a picture of them at, at this event, and it says Lady Gaga placard in the background there and all the sponsors. They're on the red carpet at the Lady Gaga gay pride event. Gaga calls her fans little monsters, and they were full of excitement, as it was the performer's first appearance at the famous Harlem Theater. The entire event was oriented around gay pride. Also, with Joel and Victoria Osteen were celebrities. Amy Poehler, the season two winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is one of the most famous drag queens there is, uh, a, and a cross-dresser named Thunder F-U-C-K, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas, the gay actor, um, Neil Patrick Harris, were all in attendance. The event was basically a theatrically performed representation of the biblical city of Sodom, and the crowd couldn't be gayer to be there. Here's, here's a couple in the crowd, two, two uh, disgusting pig drag queens that were dressed up that were in the crowd. Songs were interspersed with tributes to various homosexual leaders in the gay rights movement. Gaga also lectured the crowd that throughout the evening they would indeed need to pay close attention to using the right gender pronouns and an overture to the trans community so that they don't offend anybody. Now you can offend Christians all day long. You can kill them, beat them, stomp them down, rape them, but make sure you use those, those, your correct gender pronouns so you don't offend the tra transgender drag queen men that are there. You know? Can't have that. Um, then Gaga said that we, you know, because we're all in this together. Yeah, you're all, you're all in it together, going to hell together, I guess. Here are two attendees at the event who operate a group called Drag Coven, which is which is um, appropriate because I'm sure that on the side that probably most of them are practicing warlocks and witches and things. So a coven is a um, typically 13 witches that gather together. So this is drag coven. So I think it's great when you can combine the two. They attended the event also alongside Joel and Victoria Osteen. Reports say that Gaga performed a selection of her most beloved hits, dancing around in the most homoerotic latex fantasy dropping f-bombs everywhere and good old joel and, and victoria osteen were there cheering lady gag me on isn't that wonderful doesn't that just warm your heart now what does the bible say what does the bible say about separation from unbelievers in the world well james 4 4 says ye adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with god see this is what i would preach to joel osteen Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Luke 12, 51 through 53, Jesus said, Suppose ye that I am come to, to give peace on earth? I tell you nay, meaning no, but rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother. And the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. So that's honestly what Jesus said just to expect as a Christian. Because typically if you're a real Christian, it's going to cost you. Okay? That's just the way it goes. 2 Corinthians 6, 14-18. Be ye not, and I'll, I'll say this again. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord, meaning agreement, hath Christ with Belial, or the devil? 
or what part hath he that believeth, meaning a Christian, with an infidel, meaning a non-believer? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, and God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. What if you don't do that? What if you stay in? Well, you become, you'll, you'll be partakers of their plagues. And it doesn't sound like God will receive you if you don't come out from them and be separate. And I, and I don't, and I, and again, I'm not saying this means you have to live in sinless perfection and we never sin and we never met. I'm not saying that at all, but these are just biblical mandates that, that God is saying to do. And will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. James 4, 4, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God, meaning enmity means war. So if you're a friend of the world, you're at war with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Mark 10, 28 through 31. Then Peter said unto them, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. But many that are first shall be last and last first. Revelation 18, 4 and 5. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, meaning Christians, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sin, and this is basically Babylon, for her sins have reached unto heaven and God hath remembered her iniquities. Um, next report. Prosperity heretic Joel Osteen mocks people about wealth, calling them poor, broken, defeated as he brags about his overflow of, of abundant life. When I received the video below, I was skeptical at first because in the version I was watching, it was pretty small and the audio didn't match the video. But as I listened to what sounded like Joel Osteen's voice, o Osteen's voice, I started out annoyed, quickly grew mad, and then became enraged at what I was hearing. I thought to myself that this had to be a deep fake or something. Because Joel was not only bragging about his wealth, but he was mocking poor people. There is no way this could be true. I thought not even a heretic like Joel Osteen could sink that low, but guess what? I was wrong. After a short but diligent search, I found a crystal clear copy of the sermon that I have entitled Poor, Poor Broken Defeated. And I present, I present it to you today so you can hear it for yourself. Um, there's a link there that you can see that. Anyway. Uh, now, in contrast, let's take a look at the main writer of the New Testament and arguably the greatest Christian who ever walked the face of the planet, Apostle Paul. Listen as Paul talks about what it was like to be handpicked by Jesus himself to be an apostle. Um, 1 Corinthians 4, 9 through 14 says, For I think that God has set us forth, forth us the apostles last, as it were pointing to death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world. And to angels and to men, we are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. Meaning, Paul is rebuking the Corinthians because they think that they're actually, there was a lot of things they were doing that where they were literally glorying in their shame. In fact, the next chapter, 1 Corinthians 5, gets into, you know, um, that they were another thing that was going on in the church where the um, a man had taken his dad's, I believe it was his stepmom's, um, to be his own wife 
and they were glorying in that. They were glorying in their shame. And the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 that we're to purge out the old leaven in that church, that, that they should have kicked the, him out and turned him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the soul may be saved in the day of the Lord. It was very, very stern. So there's a lot of sarcasm in 1 Corinthians and some of the things. And this is one, one area, um, the, the chapter before what I just described, okay? So in other words, Paul's saying, we were appointed to death. We were made a spectacle unto the world, to angels and to men. We were fools for Christ's sake. But then he says, but ye are wise. Meaning these carnal Corinthian uh, church. But you're wise. We're fools, but you're wise. In other words, we are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. Even under this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. Now think about like if Joel... Joel Osteen's looking at this and he's saying, well, you guys are losers because I'm going to tell you how to live your best, best abundant life and live it now. And if you're not, you're a loser and God's not blessed you. But yet the, this is like the greatest apostle most likely that ever lived. And yet he said that we're even under this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place and labor working with our own hands, being reviled. Um, we bless being persecuted. We suffer it being defamed. We entreat. We are made as filth of this world and are the offscouring of all things unto this day. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. But he was using sarcasm in that particular um, portion of scripture in order to get his point across. Because they thought they were doing great. They were glorying in their shame and they were, you know. And then again, you go to the next chapter and, you, and you'll see how bad it had gotten. Match those verses up against the relentless prosperity preaching of Joel Osteen. And then tell me who's telling the truth and who's lying to you. Joel Osteen says over and over and over again that God wants you to be rich. And in this context, Joel is absolutely talking about material possessions and earthly wealth. Now, I'm not personally, I'm not saying that God can't bless somebody and, and put them in that position, but if God does that, I believe there's going to be a lot of humility that goes along with it so that you're a very, very good steward of whatever God's given you and that you don't start trusting in uncertain riches, okay? And that you do you do with those riches whatever God wants you to do because I think our whole life is a big test of what can we handle this from God. If, if he does bless us, can we handle the blessing? And are we going to be faithful with what he's given us? Um, so if this is God plan, God's plan for all Christians, it looks like Paul and the other apostles, meaning if, if it's God's plans for everybody to be rich, it looks like the apostle Paul and other apostles and even Jesus Christ himself, Jesus Christ said, the son of man have nowhere to even lay his head. Okay. And the other apostles got the short end of the stick. Evidently, all the apostles were poor. All of them were broke. And from Rome's point of view, absolutely defeated. And from Joel Osteen's point of view, and that's not because Rick, the riches that the Bible talks about are spiritual riches and not numbers on the balance sheet. Joel Osteen seems unable to differentiate between the two. He doesn't care what the Bible says. It's all whatever his warped interpretation is. So um, I'm over on time here. And I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up for today. We've covered about 28 pages on this PDF so far. So got through a lot of material today. Uh, 
Lord willing, we will come back to you uh, next week and, and bring you some more updates and, and get through some more uh, information here. So God bless you, and we will see you next week, Lord willing.